Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we have got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, uh, knuckleheads, is that if you want to chime in anytime over the next 120 minutes, you can find us on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. You know, Motsy, this feels good on a Thursday. I mean, I had a lot of fun Monday, Tuesday. You know, up in the penthouse, penthouse with oh, our yeah, with man. our buddy with time. our buddy Craig Wolfley and with the working phone lines and you know all those bells and whistles that us plebes don't get down here. But I, you know. We're back at noon. We get the DMX bringing us in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Twitter plug. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be back in our in our spot. Phil's back at home. You know, uh, upstairs you obviously got the super cushion chairs. These are your more like worn in chairs. Like my 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 uh my my seat of my pants fits perfectly in the cushion part of the chair. So this is you know this is what it is. I'm enjoying it, man. Feels good to be home. Feels good to be home. You know, it's like upstairs, it's like when you drive a new car. Yeah. You know, you get the, the the different smell, and maybe, you know, the, the seats aren't quite as, as lumpy as mm-hmm. the, the ones in the car that has, you know, 120,000 miles on it. Yeah, but we love our 120,000-mile studio down here. We love our power grid and the electric factory, and we will uh, return to a sense of normalcy even more here uh, about 15, 20 minutes from now when our buddy Brian Backo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joins us. I don't even think he's going to pick the Steelers to lose this one this week, but we shall see. You, you never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> so let's start there, Arthur Motes, as it is a Thursday and we fully turn the page to those Dallas Cowboys. I don't do this very often. Like, you know me. I'm not the oh, hot. You're making me nervous. I'm not the hot take, <laughs> I'm not the hot take guy, right? Like, you, uh-huh. you, you know this about me. I'm not the hot take guy. Like, I don't speak in absolutes on the air, yeah. right? Like, I, I, I like to operate in the minutiae. I'm not hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. Unless the Steelers have five turnovers, I, I just don't see a way that they lose this game. And I don't know, you could tell me if I'm wrong, but as I'm thinking matchup by matchup, right, on both sides of the football, mm-hmm. I just I don't see anywhere that the Cowboys have an advantage in this game. I mean, as a whole, no. But in terms of how you would win or lose a game like this, there are those opportunities. Um, you think about Alden Smith and Demarcus Lawrence. Sure. We know those two guys get after the quarterback. We know in the NFL level, even with it being a two-score spread right now, I think we're sitting at about 13.5, I want to say maybe 14, 14 14.5. Right in that range, yeah. That's, what, two big-time turnovers. I mean, that can happen. You know, we, we even saw the Dolphins beat a Rams team that – you know, they weren't even favored in. People thought the Rams would go and take care of Benson yeah. in that regard. But Tua you see. Threw for like 94 exactly. yards. But, but they still won convincingly because you had a, what, 78-yard touchdown on a fumble, uh, fumble recovery. I think they had a special teams uh, score as well. So it's things like that that even though when you're talking just personnel on personnel, we have the clear-cut advantage, it's still a reason why you have to take this game oh, serious sure. in turn. Well, well, because the only reason I say that is because I know you don't think that. 
But when we well, just I'm not the hot take guy. What I was saying, like, but when we <laughs> simply say, well, we have the clear cut better roster. Initially, like people's guard goes down and says, "Oh well, man, it should be a game. You just easily run them out the gym." It's like it's a little bit different in, in terms of certainly, yeah. But I think a lot of what you're hearing and seeing from mm-hmm. the Cowboys too is maybe why I feel this way. Yeah, like they're going to start their what fourth different fourth quarterback, different quarterback, this quarterback season, mm-hmm. third and four weeks. Yeah, um, Zeke Elliott might not even play. Like, mm-hmm. and if you listen to Mike McCarthy talk yesterday, I don't know. He just <laughs> Sounded weird. Like sounded like a guy who wasn't very gung ho about his team's chances this Sunday. I just I like I don't want to say that the Cowboys are punning on this game, and these are all NFL players, and you're right in that regard. But everything that I come back to is just ball security for the offense. Take mm-hmm. care of your business, absolutely, and, and, and you're going to be fine. Yeah, but that's the beauty of the Steelers. That has been their message right. through these first seven games. And that's why you always hear Coach Simon talk about nameless great faces because it applies so often, man. We, we talk about nameless great faces. Last week, I mean, you got to prepare the way you prepare, right? You can't let that fluctuate. The week prior to that, Tennessee, you got to not let it fluctuate. Now you got a Dallas Cowboys team that if you're just looking at the face of who it is and it's not nameless and gray, your preparation will alter, right? You'll sure, say, well, sure. I don't have to prepare as hard as this. Or I need to prepare harder for this. You can't allow your preparation and your mentality to shift week to week because that's how you get caught slipping. You'll get caught less than ready in some of those regards. So you have to just say, hey, I don't care who we're playing against. I'm more focused on my preparation. I'm focused on me. And that's the beauty of the Steelers. It's always about the man in the mirror, not looking around and saying, well, man, who do they have on their roster right now that is good? Like, nah, we're not worried about any of that. If they go out there and play their game, it doesn't matter if it's the 72 Dolphins. They'll take care of business. Like, that's just the the mindset mentality you have to operate with. Yeah, and and, and you're 100% right, and the Steelers are going to need that you know these next coming weeks easily absolutely Wait, no different than they did these first these last three weeks right the yeah. way that everybody pointed to in the first what was it three games of the season uh-huh. right how the Steelers opponents were like one and eleven right. or whatever it was well now mm. everybody's doing that again well their next three mm. upcoming opponents are five right. fifteen and one and or I, whatever and I was after everyone predicted oh well man these next these last three games they, right. if they go one and two or two and one it'll be great you know like, yeah it, it just can't go zero and three that's the biggest thing like. <laughs> They're not worried about that. They no. just worried about man, win this next game. Go one and zero right here. Go one and zero right here because that's the that's the mentality you have to have, and it's not easy. But the reason why Coach Simon always harps on that is because it will help to battle that human nature element. When you're in the building, you're hearing one thing, but let's be real. As soon as you get in the car, the radio is telling you something else. You look on your phone, the text message is telling you something else. You go home to your wife or your significant others, <laughs> they're telling you, oh, man, this is an easy game this weekend. Like, So that's why as, as players and staff, you have to just continue to harp on that. Sure. Nameless great faces, nameless great faces. It does not matter because you cannot allow yourself to, down, to, to just take your guard down a little bit because that's how you get those upsets that we see all the time in the NFL. I mean, we talked about the Giants taking the the Bucks, who we know are a good team, who we've we've spoken very highly of, right? Down to a two point conversion. To, I mean, in a, in a questionable ending at the end of that. Look what the Bengals did to the Titans. No question. So that's the, that's why you always have to just operate with that same mentality of I do not care who the opponent is. My preparation takes precedent over anything else. And I think maybe, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here. Aside from your division foes, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be pretty easy to keep yourself motivated in that regard when it is, right? You talk about nameless gray faces, right. but it's that gray helmet with that blue star, mm-hmm. and you're going down to Jerry World, right? 
like the Cowboys are one of those franchises, much like the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You can get up for that game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't doesn't matter if they're seven and zero or zero and seven. That's a game you want to win. That's a game that the fan bases. There's a lot of trash talk, and obviously there's a lot of change. Uh, different head coach. Dak is out. A lot of different personnel. Mm-hmm. But you can also harken back to 2016 mm-hmm. and just that gut punch game in the Cowboys and kind of mm-hmm. wanting to you know get that taste out yeah. of your mouth for some of the guys that are still on the roster as well too. Yeah, there, there'll be some guys having that mentality in there. But as a whole, they got bigger fish to fry. Oh, for sure. If, if you're chasing the one seed, you know for a fact Kansas City has how many losses, mm-hmm. Baltimore has how many losses, Tennessee has how many losses. Mm-hmm. If you allow yourself to to slip up to slip up or you need extra motivation then, yeah, you're in the wrong profession, man, because right now, I mean, we're at the midway point of the season. It's different when we talk about the first, you know, couple of games where it's the, oh, man, we don't have to worry about that. You could drop one. It's not that serious. Now, now at the halfway point, you know, if you want that first round by, which, I mean, in a year like this year, I mean, it's it's probably even more pivotal yeah. because you got an extra team in the playoffs. And with the Steelers not having their bye later in the year, now they, they're going to have to make sure that, hey, man, we need that by late in that season like that. So in that regard, man, you got to make sure that every week it does not matter, man. Like, that's the the, the nameless great faces. That's why you have to keep it like that because the, the issue that, or the era that you could potentially run into is you remember 2016. You remember uh, Zeke having the long run to score to, to end the game. And you let all those emotions build you up, right? So now you feel like you got to practice extra hard. You got to study extra hard. Oh, and it's the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, you, you, you extra jazzed up. It's the 430. Yeah. It's, it's oh, the national man. gets the I game got, of the I week. Got, I got to prove something, man. I'm really hyped up. I got to do this. And then you go out there, and now because you've overprepared, you've overthought about it, now you go out here and you lay a dud because you've done too much. It's kind of like overstudying for something, right? We hear that all the time as well. You got the people that cram for a test. You got the people that will take their time and make sure they study throughout <laughs> the allotted time. And then was, you got the ones who, who are going to just overdo it. They're studying hours on top of hours and, and, and stuff that they Almost already know themselves out right and yeah. now when you get there and you're second guessing you've seen so much on film that you're like man was it that oh no it could have been this oh it could have been that and now you're messing yourself up so that's why you also have to gear against that but that goes back to the nameless great faces as redundant as it is as simple as it is it is so effective and i actually had a chance to hear a, a coach Tomlin interview where he's talking about that and he said he wanted to make it were simple phrases like that, so the players, it's easier for them to retain. Is that it. with McFadden? Yes, right? absolutely. Yep. Yes, yeah. CBS Sports, yes. I think. Mm-hmm. So for him, so when he says that, he said it so many times that any of his former players or current players, sticks in your, it sticks, sticks in, in your head, head yeah. but you have to have it like that because if each week you're changing that narrative, if each week you're changing how you prepare the, the intensity in which you present the information to the players with on Wednesday, if it's always changing, well, then you're going to get that ebb and flow performances from your team where some weeks they look really good and then some weeks they come out flat and look really bad. Professor Motes laying it down <laughs> on a Thursday. We're back, baby. We are back. Uh, we're gonna talk. Man, to our buddy. it feels good to be back in the booth, man. <laughs> God, we're gonna talk to our buddy Brian Backo here in about seven minutes on the show. Uh, after we talk to the Batman, one of the things that I want to discuss with you too is what you just touched on there—the first round buy and some of the reports that the NFL has been thinking about scrapping that and yeah. adding uh, an additional team. So instead of the what would already be an extra wild card team in each yeah. conference. We now have two extra wild card teams in each conference. That's one of the things we'll talk about in this hour as we continue to get ready for Steelers Cowboys. But who better to set the stage for us on a Thursday than our buddy Brian Backo from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette? I tell you what, folks, 
I mean, he's been like reverse jinxing the Steelers' uh-huh. opponents all season. We'll see what type of prediction he brings to the table. Does the Batman give the Cowboys any chance? Well, you have to stick with us to find out. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. We'll talk to Brian Backo on the other side. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Second segment on a Thursday. That means some things around here, folks. And one of the things that it means is we go to the phone lines for Mr. Big Stuff himself, Brian Backo, kind enough to join us this time every week. Mr. Backo, how are we? Oh, what an underrated tune. Great song. This is the uh, the official Antonio Brown anthem, right? Mr. Big Chess. Bad at, <laughs> I'm ready for his return Sunday night. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, absolutely, man. We, we, I mean, do we get a prediction on AB's performance on Sunday night? <laughs> well, well, while, we here, while we got you on the line here, you know? Man, Moats, I've been in believe it when I see it mode with him. Like, I'm still not convinced he's not going to do something before kickoff. <laughs> <and he's- laughs> that will prevent him from being out there uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So I'm not going to predict any major, major numbers for him. I think it'll be, if he does manage to get out there, I think it'll take him some time to readjust to the speed of things. And, uh, and yeah, I'll say three catches for 20 yards. Three, three catches for 20? Oh, all right. Okay. I mean, that'd be a nice, you know, dipping your toes back in the, back in the kiddie pool, you know, getting the feet a little wet again. W- would he get him back on social media? Oh. I don't know if three for 20 would get him back on social. Oh. <laughs> or maybe I should say zero for zero. If, if truly my prediction is that uh, is that he's not gonna not gonna last until Sunday, <laughs> he's gonna do something that, uh, that that you know ruins his chances of reuniting with Touchdown Tom. <laughs> Brian Backo, our guest here on the Steelers Blitz, he of Pittsburgh Post Gazette fame, uh, buddy. Wow, what a game there uh, in Baltimore on Sunday. What? What do the Steelers do that gives Lamar such fits that uh, other defenses haven't necessarily been able to do in his his young NFL career? Well, first of all, I mean, they, they certainly get after the passer as well as, if not better, than any other team. So that's going to give any quarterback fits. But it seemed like Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler went to great lengths to try to disguise some things, throw some different wrinkles at him that he hasn't seen. That three outside linebacker package that they used for, I want to say, 20 snaps that wasn't anything that was ever on tape, so he, he couldn't prepare for that. Um, it wasn't like it completely stumped him, but uh, they, when you face someone like that and they have extra time to prepare and John Harbaugh is as good of a head coach as there is in the NFL, you got to get creative, and they did exactly that. It allowed for another game in which they frustrate Lamar, they turn Lamar over, and they sack Lamar. So uh, I'm not one of those people who all of a sudden thinks that the Steelers have figured him out. I think it's going to be uh, a really, really good rematch on Thanksgiving. But uh, they, they were able to uh, confuse him enough in Baltimore to, to get out of stadiums, as Mike Tomlin likes to say. Now, with that, man, and that success against a, a reigning league MVP, do you anticipate any type of hangover 
coming into this game against the Cowboys where they're more than likely going to be facing Garrett Gilbert? Not really a hangover, but I was a little bit surprised to see the team reaction in the locker room after the game. I don't know that I've ever seen the Steelers quite that amped up. It seems to go against their usual ethos of, uh, of you know, we expect to go 1-0 every week. Right. But they were celebrating like a college team in that <laughs> tiny little visiting locker room at M&T Bank Stadium. So uh, that was one that uh, it did catch my eye. I raised my eyebrow a little bit at everybody turning on the Instagram Live video. Uh, speaking of Mr. Big Chest, I had some flashbacks there, but <laughs> Uh, there was nothing going wrong or, or being said uh, that you don't want to be said publicly on those Instagram videos. Just a whole lot of dancing, and uh, I don't think that will affect them against this lowly Cowboys team. But I would maybe caution the Steelers about getting a little too ahead of themselves as uh, they deal with this unbeaten start. Now, I do like that mindset, man, because I, I did agree, man. I thought they were celebrating like they won the division. Now, hold on real quick, real quick. If I could play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. that's two pretty dramatic victories back-to-back on the road. You can have a little fun in the locker room afterwards. Yeah, but it's only dramatic to the media, not to the team. No, when the, when the, Titans, when the Titans miss a field goal on the last play no, 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 and then I, you I, deflect I a pass that, in the bro, end zone, those are two last but, play but victories back-to-back saying, weeks on the road against really good teams. No, but this is what I'm saying. Really good teams is the narrative by who? Media. They were five and zero oh and five and one. Their record said they were really good teams. By who? The media. They're five and zero oh and five and one. Media just, makes it bigger than that. As a player, I don't you think just, the Steelers it is were. What it is. It, they're, they're allowed. To, I mean, I agree with you guys. It did, I agree with yeah. you that it looked a little. It looked a little college football esque. Yeah. Like like when, when you know when the unranked Mountaineers knock off the 16th ranked Kansas right. State Wildcats. Okay. But it's but I think they're. It was it was a long year last year, man. Really long year. They're allowed to have some fun after those two wins. There's a fine line there. What? Wes, what's this team's biggest goal? Is it exactly like are we trying to just party? beat the Ravens? Right. Or are we trying to win a Super Bowl? But you can't win the Super Bowl in October, but you can beat the Ravens and enjoy it. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, do you, you guys like? Know, do you guys want them? To, uh, uh, I don't know about that one. Man. You guys want them to just go back in the locker room and get undressed and, well, I, I, and do their this. Zoom conferences so, and hop on the plane? So, from personal experience, when we, from personal experience, business the year, trip. We, the year we went to the AFC Championship game, right, and we won all those games in a row. The only time we celebrated like that was literally when we beat the Chiefs in the divisional round to take us to the AFC yes. Championship. Other than that, it didn't matter if we beat the Ravens on Christmas. Sure. It didn't matter any of those games. But what was your, we weren't jumping around like that. that our was, goal, our mentality was the Super Bowl. Six, that was 16? 17. Uh, it was uh, well, it would have been 17, but the 16th yes, season, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what was the Steelers' record? The, like I do think last year plays Bro, into we this. We went on a 10-0 no, run. No, but what was your record the year before that? <laughs> the year before we uh, that was our first year. No, second we went back to back to the playoffs. So I just I think last yeah. year plays into the joy that you saw the last two weeks. Like like the Steelers last year that was a tough season. It because was. even because even in 2014, right? They come off with back to back eight and eight seasons, right? The only time we celebrated like that was when we clinched the division to go into the playoffs. Now, granted, that was when we hosted the playoffs. We ended up it's losing all the these Baltimore. millennial kids these days, <laughs> I tell you. These youths now, look, these look, Gen funny Zers. Thing was this, though, right? And funny thing was this. So a lot of us, we were, we were sad about it. Becca's just hanging on the line <laughs> on you and I. No, this is great. I am really happy that Moat uh, not only agrees with me here, but is giving tremendous And again, I'm not, saying that I, I'm not saying that I disagree with your guys' overarching point. Like, I'm with you on that. But I, I don't I, I also think like they're they're allowed to have a little fun. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just saying from from experience though. Sure. In that sure. locker room, man, I remember how Ben looked at us when we clinched the division. 
last game of the year, we beat uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Last game of the year. And that gave us the, the division. It was our first time winning anything. They had just had two back-to-back 8-8 eight and eight seasons. Mm-hmm. And literally, Ben looked at us like we were crazy for celebrating winning the division. Not not a regular season game in October, the division. You dang you. And, and he simply said to us was, man, that shirt's cool, but, man, I want confetti with mine. Basically talking about the Super Bowl. Sure, sure. And saying that you don't need to celebrate it until the Super Bowl time. So that's been the mindset and the mentality when it comes to regular season games. That's the only reason why I'm saying yeah. it no, was a little sense. surprising no, to does. see that, no, man. I, I, I get your guys' overarching point. And, that's, sure. and that was that's seven setting the tone. That's, that's Big Ben setting yeah. that tone for that. Yeah, but, that's big time. And it, that also takes me, like, one of the, the typical talking points this time of year, not just for the NFL, but in any sport when a team is, is rolling. Like, I remember Kentucky basketball five or six mm. years ago. They were unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember going into the NCAA tournament. It was like, ah, oh, is it going to be a bad thing that these guys haven't tasted defeat? Is it going to be a bad thing that they haven't lost a game and, and kind of realized what that adversity was? Now, I'm not saying the Steelers haven't faced adversity this year. I mean, they've had more close games than they've had laughers. Don't get me wrong. And these last two have been yeah. down to the wire. No question. But – when you when you talk about going, you know, maybe looking ahead to trying to go sixteen and zero, being uh, what the, the thirteenth. So you're telling era. me there's a chance? Hold on, now you guys. You are said it. Let's go. Now you guys are yelling at me. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, no, no. What you say? It's okay to celebrate a little bit, right? We just celebrate a little bit. That's term, it. <laughs> for the long term goal, you know, if you want to try to win the Super Bowl, uh, weirdly enough, I would feel better if the Steelers could get there at you know, one, two, three losses on their resume uh, rather than just kind of run rush shot over everyone for the rest of the year. <laughs> well, I do think to reel, this ba- <laughs> to reel this back in, Mr. Backo, I do think they're going to run rough shot over the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Do you, do you look at that matchup? Is there anywhere that you can see the Cowboys having some success? Yeah. I mean, we know that they have a couple good talented pass rushers. But is is does it still come down to the Steelers just taking care of business, ball security, uh, making sure that they're focused and and they should you know be able to to take care of business Sunday? Yeah, to get to the, my to my point, back to my point, you know, I think this team needs to taste defeat at some point, but it's certainly not going to be this weekend down in Jerry World. It, it's it's hard to fathom any possible game script in which this goes sideways on these guys. I mean, maybe if this. Uh, Cowboys defense that's you know been a little bit more opportunistic, playing a little better lately, trying to rise to the occasion, given their issues on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, if they, hey, if they're returning fumbles for touchdowns, getting pick sixes, like then it could get dicey. But uh, Ben has done a pretty good job taking care of the ball. Tennessee game notwithstanding, what did he do last week? He, he bounced back in a big way from uh, from the standpoint of, of playing keep away. So. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty easy dub on Sunday for the Steelers. I mean, Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush, uh, these guys sound like Friday Night Light characters, and uh, <laughs> they've neither neither one of them have started an NFL game. So uh, I didn't like what I saw from, from our guy Ben DiNucci Sunday night. I just have to be very honest with you. And if, if these guys uh, are going to be anything close to that, then the Steelers should roll. Well, yeah, for me personally, I was very glad to hear that they were going to, you know, Put put big big Ben Denucci back on the show. I'm not be, because I didn't this need my him. My mortal getting, nemesis, right listen, there. Listen, he's too early in his career to deal with this type of damage that these quarterbacks <laughs> are going to take this week. I saw them letting Philly kill him. I was like, uh, uh-uh, you don't need to be touched again. So I'm glad to see that he's put back on the shelf. But a guy that's not on the shelf is Robert Spillane, and he's been playing out of his mind. So Batco, just tell me, man, do you think that he can continue this level of productivity that we've seen from him these two and a half games that he's played in? 
No, I think that would be a tough ask for him to to rack up uh, 11 tackles again, you know, like another pick six, another fumble recovery. I mean, that was a, a box score stuffing line, and I, I get it. I mean, the, he, he looked really good. He's super active. He's always around the ball, which is why they like him and, and why, frankly, he was very productive last year, even just on special teams. I mean, that guy just runs to the ball and is afraid of nothing. That being said, the, the Avery Williamson trade tells me that, they're going to scale back on Spillane's usage. Mike Tomlin made it a point to say after the Titans game they didn't want him playing more than 75% of the snaps. He was used a lot more than that against the, the rushing attack of the Ravens, and probably rightfully so. But with Williamson coming in here, I mean, he's going to have a week or two really to, to kind of get his feet wet, get acclimated before I think he plays a big role. But I think by the end of the season, by week 17, by playoff time, he might be logging the most snaps of any inside linebacker on this team. Yeah, I definitely could see that scenario, man, because when you talk about the pedigree of Avery Williamson, man, number one, the growing up and being under Dick LeBeau as well, man, the the amount mm-hmm. of starts that yeah. he had under him, it's, I mean, a, a lot of similarities in terms of verbiage and scheme just from personal experiences playing under Dick LeBeau and then playing under Keith Butler, a lot of carryover for him. So it's going to be more of a refresher course. But when you just look at his usage throughout his career, he's always been a 99% of the snaps type of guy, man. He he plays in every package, and you don't get a $22 million contract if you're not yeah. good enough to, to be a three-down linebacker in this league, man. So for him, I think it's only a matter of time, like you said, before he does see his role expanded. And now I did want to ask you too, man, as it pertains to Avery Williamson, though, what are your thoughts on his effect and impact both in the short and long term? Yeah, I mean, it took practically nothing to get him, so there's a whole lot of upside there and not much downside. Uh, I, I guess I would you know, maybe look back to the acquisition of Mark Barron. That was a case of a, a veteran hybrid linebacker who, and, and Williamson's more of a, a banger than Barron was. He's not a hybrid, but... Just another case of a, a veteran inside linebacker coming from a different scheme who it's, it was up for debate how well Barron fit in, I think, and how well he played in his one and only season with the Steelers. But Williamson is, is a little bit younger than Barron was. Uh, I think he's been a little bit more productive based on uh, what we've seen from him when he was healthy. So uh, I think in the short term, maybe not a lot. Uh, just like kind of an insurance policy type of deal, but in the long term, yeah, I think he's going to get more and more involved in, in his usage. will get ramped up each week. It'll be interesting to see if they use him as kind of that dime linebacker because the last couple weeks, they were pretty touch and go there. It was Ulysses Gilbert against Tennessee for his first defensive snaps. And then it was Marcus Allen uh, in Baltimore for his first defensive snaps in a long time. So uh, maybe they'll, they'll use that as uh, a role where they can tell Williamson to really hone in and, and focus on playing in that sub package. And then we'll kind of grow your involvement from there. Oh yeah. And I was just going to uh, just piggyback on what you were talking about with the Mark Barron, the differences too. I think also from a mindset and mentality standpoint, remember Mark Barron was a college safety yeah. who was transitioning to linebacker. So top just, 10 pick is a yeah, college safety, but just from a mentality standpoint, we know secondary guys compared to like inside linebackers, just the way they view the run game and being more physical is just different in that regard as well. Whereas Avery, this is what he does. He, he's not a guy that was a safety and got moved to this or, or a D end and got moved inside. Like this is what he does. So I think that is also another reason why it's going to work out a lot better. Last one I've got for you, Mr. Backo, before we get to your prediction as always here on a Thursday, 
Uh, some rumors out there: the NFL is considering expanding to a 16-team playoff. It was supposed to go from 12 teams to 14 teams for the first time this year. Now potentially uh, two extra wild cards in each conference. Just wondering your thoughts on that idea. I don't really like it. I, I just don't. I don't get the idea of moving the goalposts when you're literally halfway through the season. I mean, I understand it's. 2020 and we have to always be willing to adapt and and roll with the punches and and all of those cliches but this one seems like a bridge too far every team came into this season knowing what the situation was in terms of the postseason structure and you know the way that this this season is going I mean just look at the Packers 49ers tonight I don't know if it's the right call guys but it sure seems like they're going to play that game despite all of these COVID issues And, and when I saw that report this morning I just kind of said in my head, the NFL ain't missing another game this year. I mean, if, they, if they're if they're finding a way that their protocols are clearing this game to be played, it's just not going to happen. I mean, I guess maybe you could have another Titans-like situation where they had to move that game because it was basically an outbreak throughout the locker room. But uh, I don't think we're going to need to get to that expanded playoff field. But I think if they do, that, that would be something that doesn't quite sit right with me. Yeah, I definitely agree as well, man. I mean, Typically, when we talk about the COVID outbreaks and things like that, where you're seeing facilities be closed, typically it's for a Sunday kickoff, not a Thursday night kickoff. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you look at the fact that, I mean, they've already ruled out what Trent Williams and Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I think you're playing tight end for the Niners. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, this this is nuts. I'm like, so it's bad enough that you had to make sure that they weren't in the building or they're not even with the team. If I remember correctly, didn't they close the facility? Was it yesterday. Monday or two? It was yesterday, yesterday. they closed the facility. Yeah. So. For them to be able to clear it and make sure everything is good, retest it, contract chasing and all that for a Thursday night kickoff, definitely brings up a lot of red flags. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right, Mr. Backup, before we let you get out of here, your prediction. Uh-oh. I mean, let's see here. It's been it's been a little while since you've had a victory. I picked Baltimore, so that was. I mean, we was figured you would. By me. We, we figured yeah. you know. Although, you wait, hold on a second. He Uh-oh. did. He, I, I'm wrong. He did get the. He did get the Titans correct. Yeah, yeah. He had, uh, so, Baltimore was wrong. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All yeah, right. Baltimore so, went. And he had Cleveland. Do you have Cleveland winning? Uh, he did have Cleveland yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah, he might oh, have had well, the Texans well, we winning too, but we don't need to rehash <laughs> all that. I was just saying, it's carryover, right? Because he had the Texans scoring to 30. That that was the one that that really. Really just threw us all for a loop over here. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers at Jerry World, Sunday, 425, America's Game of the Week. Mr. Backo, what's your final score? Not a ton of analysis for me here. I'm going Steelers 27, Cowboys 10. Uh, you son of a. Hey, Mo- this is Mo- 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 Look at the paper. Look at the paper. What's my score that I've written down for the Steelers-Cowboys game? Oh, yeah, he definitely got 27-10. <laughs> Bro, how do you read your handwriting? Well, it's bad. Lord. It's my handwriting. It's a- and I, I could barely uh, see what team it was playing against. I had to look at the number. Gosh. <laughs> Ray Fittipaldo and I give our predictions each week on our podcast, and he went first and said 27-10. to 10, And I was like, are you kidding me? Because that's what I was going to say. So uh, there's – too much uh, momentum behind this exact score. It's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> Moats and I have only ever done that once. We've, yeah. been, we've been doing this now for like a year and a half. Only once have we given the same score prediction. So a uh, little spoiler for tomorrow. That is my same prediction as well, too. Brian Backo goes 27-10 to 10 Steelers. It is on the board. Uh, kind enough to join us at this time every Thursday. Read his work in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Follow him on Twitter at Brian Backo. He doesn't do cap. Buddy, we appreciate the time as always. No problem. See you guys. No doubt.
There he is. The Batman. The Batman. I mean, look at him. He's starting to fight on the show. Yeah, he he's, stealing, he's stealing my score prediction. I mean, what hey, a guy. That, that goes to Cholmick. You know why? Because we set the tone with A.B. and it got him in a mood. He said, okay, y'all y'all want to ask me A.B. questions? I got something for y'all today. He said, you guys got me in a mood. We, let's discuss a little bit more when we come back here. Uh, that idea that's being floated around of expanding the playoff yeah. in a year where you're already expanding the playoff. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, I think the NFL is potentially letting something slip away here. Okay? Mm-hmm. I like the 14-team playoff, what was supposed to be the new system this Correct. year. And let me tell you why. Maybe I'll, And you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I might appeal to your competitive balance nature. Uh-huh. I never loved the idea of the second-place team in a conference getting a first-round bye, right? Like, I don't know. That was just always like you finish second and you get a bye. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of always felt that if you're going to give a team a bye, it shouldn't just be the top seed. Okay. Regardless, expanding the 16 teams makes no sense to me. Not giving anybody a bye, I think particularly in a season where you've moved so many teams bye weeks around already, Mm. and where like, if you're going to do something like this, I think the teams need to know – before the year. Yeah, you can't I, just I take away agree, the potential first round buy halfway through a season. I mean, you just think about this from a, a incentive an incentive standpoint, right, right. like you incentivize the first round buy or traditionally you incentivize the second round buy, I mean the second team buy for a reason, so it right. gives you something. It's kind of like that carrot that's dangling. Exactly. It motivates you, but now you take that carrot away, it loses the value of why we need to have the best record. From a seeding standpoint, because now you don't have the the quote unquote luxury of getting a buy anyways, and Correct. you're gonna face these. I mean, you're gonna face the good teams anyways if you want to win a Super Bowl. It's not like you're gonna get lucky, right. you know, around two and three. So, <laughs> so for me, I mean, I, I think from a strategy standpoint, you would definitely change how you handle your roster from a, a management standpoint and exposure standpoint. But for me, I, I guess the biggest issue that I have is, like you said, when you're doing it on the fly, I just feel like. Changes like that, when you're talking about the the structure of something that that really represents and signifies NFL, right? It's set up that way for a reason. They didn't yes. change it and add an additional team haphazardly this year. No, they were already thinking about it, contemplating it, and then through data and, and, and research, they said, okay, we can do this. The fact they're trying to do this on the fly now right. – I don't like that at all, man. I feel like that, that number one, is just a, an added thing that we don't need to deal with. Number two, it de, uh, it de-incentivizes something that these guys have been working so hard 100%. for. I mean, for, if you're the Steelers, I mean, you think about as the Steelers, they're the front runner to receive one of those buys. So even more so, they are negatively affected by it as well. But then if you're Coach Tomlin, because he is on the competition committee. I was going to say, he's in a tough I, I, spot in that regard. I mean, you have to play that that kind of balance of He can't not really come out biased, and speak out against it. Right, right but at know. the same time, the integrity of the game. And that's the thing I look at, just the integrity of the game. What president are you setting if you continue to make changes like this on the mm. fly? We already saw that's this be the point. first year that's where really you start point. moving around bye weeks, right? That was unprecedented. Then we start, okay, you, you add an extra playoff team before the season started. Okay, that's unprecedented. Now you're potentially talking about making another change midseason. Like, 
it's just too yeah that's a great point like when it comes to the nfl it's not supposed to be fluid like this when it comes to the structure structure is in place you can have other things that are fluid, but from the structure standpoint, that would be no different if you say, hey, we're going to add, you know, three more games to everybody's regular season. Right. No, you can't do you that on the You got to everybody fly. in the Division three times right. like, like, twice. No, well, well, we're going to do that because of the COVID thing and, you know, just cut down on some of the travel. No. If that wasn't agreed upon prior to, you right. don't make those changes. Now, no different. I had a bigger issue with the bye week situation because from a, a integrity standpoint, the bye week is structured how it's structured. And the fact that, because of COVID and because the NFL just saying, you know, we're going to haphazardly just change this thing. Now you have to get special approval from the PA to say that, okay, well, we, we didn't get the technically, our, we didn't get all our days off, right. but we'll, we'll say it's okay this year. I don't like that president that that sets because now going forward, the NFL can say, well, hey, we did this before. Y'all didn't have an issue right. with it. Exactly. Y'all were 7-0. I right. mean, we should be able to do right. it again. And with the NFL, from understanding the business side personally, you just know with them, if you give them an inch, they will take a mile down you the give line. A mouse a right. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's this year or if it's three years down the line. Once they see that it can be done, you know they will come back to that mm -hmm. thing. And that's my biggest issue with all of these changes that they're yep. trying to, to have happen on the fly like this. Toothpaste doesn't go back in the tube, right? <laughs> no question. Uh, and, and you can't put jello back in the box either. It's one thing to have drastic changes to your your core schedule, right? right? Like Major League Baseball had to do that to play yes. a season. They had to cut their season, but by, it wasn't in a third. But it wasn't during. It right. was it was spring training, right? They doubled the size right. of the playoffs mm -hmm. and they cut the season down to sixty games. Yes. But they agreed on all that. Those yes. drastic Prior changes to, before they agreed they, upon it. Yes. Before they threw out the first as pitch, long if as you long will. as those negotiations went too. And at times we right. thought it and wasn't going to even happen, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. But they still did it the right way. They communicated with one another, and and everybody were able to come to an agreement together. Right now, what the NFL is doing. That's not really a democracy. That that's more. Right. It's the other way, you know. Right. No, a hundred percent. And uh, as Antonio tweets here, uh, Mike, as Mike Tomlin would say, we do not care. Basically. Um, unfortunately, we had our soundboard blow up in here last week, right? So I'm still rebuilding it, so I don't have that cut uh, ready here. Shame on me for six weeks, but I'll have it ready to go tomorrow, or maybe when we come back here out of break. But here's another reason too, Moats, where I think they're kind of. Maybe robbing Peter to pay Paul, mm -hmm. right? In this way, the NFL hypothetical with me, right? Because I know, I know, I know you don't do hypotheticals, but I think this is one <laughs> for, that, for you all hypo hypothetical. And this one, I think you can understand where I'm going with this. Week 17, we know the Steelers play at Cleveland, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if the Steelers need to win that game for the first round bye, right? Like they've got they've got a one game lead over Kansas City, something like that. So the Steelers go into week 17 and they have to beat Cleveland to get the first round bye. Mm -hmm. And Cleveland's battling for the last wild card spot, you know, with a team like the Colts or the Titans or the Dolphins or whoever, right? That would be a marquee game for the NFL, right? Absolutely. Steelers, yeah. Browns, last week of the season, Browns yeah. are fighting for their playoff lives. Like the rivalry week type thing. Like you see Steelers are, yeah. are trying to get the Absolutely. number one seed. Now, in your hypothetical scenario, mm -hmm. if you expand the playoff, the Steelers don't care about the bye You're because right. they're not getting one anyways. Right. And Cleveland isn't fighting for their playoff lives, so maybe Cleveland rests guys as well, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. You you, just, you have the potential to, like you said, ruin games in Week 17, yes. ruin a yes. lot of those potential storylines. I mean, that could be potentially a huge game for Steelers-Browns. If you add an extra playoff seed, that game could suddenly mean nothing. Yeah, because like you said, man, the Browns, they would be clinched in since they already have the extra spot. And then for us, obviously, being one of the higher seeds, we're not going to – I mean – Getting that one seed without a bye doesn't hold the same type of weight. I mean, I know for us, 
and, and once again, just from those experiences, I was very fortunate here to be able to experience being a two seed, sure. being uh, uh, in contention for a one seed, having a three seed, clinching prior to, you know, the last one or two weeks in the season as well. And I know for us, the, the one year where we were going to have the three seed, this is the year we went to the AFC Championship game, right? And we knew that we couldn't get any higher than the three seed. It was already settled. Going into those last two games, we weren't even worried about it. It was like, all right, started. Y'all going to play this much of this game? Right. Y'all not even dressing in this game right. because we want to be as healthy as possible come playoff time. So you can definitely already see those scenarios happening. And now when you potentially add to that, you're right. It's only going to get drastically worse, man. I just don't think it's a good idea. And I feel like you oversaturate the playoff market. I mean, yes. let's be real. The playoffs are the playoffs for a reason. They're not meant for do, everyone. Do you want the Ra- do you really want the Raiders in the dude, playoffs? Think about this. When you listen, at 12 games. You want the Detroit Lions this, this, in the playoffs? The like from a context standpoint, think about this. 12 teams in the playoffs, still good. Even 14 teams. Okay, cool. When still you get less to than 16, half the league. 16 is half the league. You're going to tell me half the league deserves no. to make the playoffs? I mean, for all that, we might as well water it down and call it the NBA playoffs. Because, right, and play best of seven exactly series. Exactly, yeah. for all that. I mean, yeah. no, dude, that's that's what makes the NFL so special. I agree. The fact that it's the best of the best, you're not going to just be able to have a losing record and make it. I mean, you would think about how rare we've seen eight and eight teams make a playoff or or a seven and nine team make a playoff. It's rare. It does not happen consistently. And usually it's if, like, they're in a really bad division right, like the NFC right. East this year. So, it's not because they get a wild right. card. So, so that's my biggest thing. I'm like, why do you want to water down something that has been so perfect, so pure for so many years? When you start having those, not even seven and nine, you, I mean, you start adding another playoff team, you can get a six and ten team in there. I mean, you really want to see that? Nope. Come on now. And then everybody will cry foul if, oh, they happen to have a really good game and upset one of these top seeds. Or, mm-hmm. or mm. that six and ten team comes in there, right? And they're playing against the top seed in the in the divi- or in the uh, in the conference. And say that top team loses a, a key player. I mean, That's we remember what I was we remember say. what happened to L. Bell in that game. Mm-hmm. We talked about in 2014. We clinched the division mm-hmm. versus the Bengals. He goes down. How that changes our whole outlook the following week. We've seen that. So you really want to potentially expose the players to that as well? It's different if they get hurt in a playoff game. I mean, it is what it is. Right. But right. That's an unnecessary one? Nah, man, you can't do that. Especially, right? And again, I'm going hypothetical here, but I think it applies in these situations. You got the Lions playing the Seahawks, right? In the one versus eight matchup. Right. And the Seahawks roll the Lions, but then because of that extra game, because of exposure, whatever, Russell Wilson ends up testing positive for COVID. You you lose your mind. You would lose, you your, lose your mind. If, if, if the Steelers or the Kansas City Chiefs were playing the Miami Dolphins in the one-verse-eight game, and Ben Roethlisberger or Patrick Mahomes, something happened to one of them, we'd lose our minds. We'd lose our Without minds. Without a doubt, man. But they're like, and we all know why, right? The why is the the bottom line. It's the money, 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 money. Oh, come on, man! You know the almighty dollars. There's two extra playoff games or right. a nice payday. TV deals. We haven't had a chance to get everybody in stadiums, so this can make up for some of the costs. And you know how they'll pitch it to the players, right? Oh, that'll help more with the salary playoff, cap. More play, and we'll help the salary cap. The salary Ooh, cap, yeah, because we ain't yeah. worried about the playoff money because that's just bonus money, right? That's true. But this will help that salary cap. So, hey, buddy, I mean, you know, you got that, you know, free agency coming up, man. You might get a chance to really hit it now. You want to vote yes for this, right? What, hey, hey, come on, man. Now you got some contracts ready coming up. TJ. Hey, TJ. TJ, what's up, baby? Come on now. <laughs> hey, Matt Filer. Right, so so that's how they would try to spin it to those guys as well. Yeah. But you have to understand, man, that <laughs> the, the small amount of people that that's going to benefit as it compares to the large amount of people that yeah. it's going to put in harm's way, man, it's just not worth it to me. I'm with you. If you're going to open Pandora's box, you can't do it halfway through yeah. the season. And that's where I'm coming down. Yeah. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 The body. One hour in the books, another hour to go. Don't go anywhere.
The show goes on. On the other side, it's Steelers Blitz on SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? I'm feeling elected. <laughs> I, well, I didn't vote for you. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just figured it was election. You know, I mean, we're still counting ballots. I just figured I'd throw that out there. My bad. The body into good hair, 2024. <laughs> That's what we got. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, but we got a we got a picture from uh, Thrash and 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 our and our buddy David. The body. The good hair, 2024. There it is. America's decision. <laughs> Are the most? We might have a Super Bowl champion before we find out who the president's gonna be at this rate. I would say, man, if they if they need, we'll we'll stop the show and start counting ballots as well, man. We'll help. Or, out. I mean, if they <laughs> we'll hop on a flight to Nevada and help we'll count just, some we'll just ballots. We'll start counting one, two, a one. Oh a man, two. when was that? Oh, I got started. One, <laughs> two. <laughs> Or they could just, you know, they could just give it to us. Yeah. I mean, I can't promise we know what we're doing, but I, I, I mean, well, I'll, I'll go live in the White House for four years well, with listen, you. Listen, man, be fun. I, I could be a man of the people, voted amongst <laughs> the people, by the people, for the people, you know, all that other stuff with people. Yeah. Moats and I would just be, we'd just be flying Air Force One to different college football <laughs> games every Saturday. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, folks! One o'clock on a Thursday. Today is the day. As we uh, continue to get ready for Steelers-Cowboys, I wanted to ask you, Motes, because I do think in wake of a lot of the things that the Cowboys have going on with uh, their quarterback situation and the Steelers coming off of uh, two big dramatic victories, I I don't think we're talking about this maybe as much as I would have predicted a couple weeks ago. Uh, The Steelers playing their third straight road game this week. Uh, Is that something you ever had to do during your NFL tenure? And is that a real – is that something that can be – taxing you know that traveling and in three straight weeks on the road yeah I mean when you talk about just the structure of having to travel on the road the reason a lot of us I mean it's the inconvenience because you're losing a day sure. I mean in terms of typically you know you, you have your practice on Friday then you'll come into the facility Saturday morning at some time and then if you need to do extra rehab if you need to do extra meetings if you anything you want to get done you have from what noon to 8.30 at night for your meetings, right. and then from there you got more meetings, and then you got the game, obviously. But when you're having to travel, you lose all of that time because you're on a flight. You're at an airport. You're, you're, you're doing that element of it, and then your body has to get acclimated. The time difference, which mm-hmm. going to Dallas is an hour difference, so you have to get acclimated to that as well. The climate is different. So when you talk about doing that on back-to-back weeks, being in, what, in four weeks now, they'll be in two different time zones between Tennessee and yeah. Dallas and then yeah. obviously on the East Coast. So for them, yes, that does take a lot out of you, man. But at the end of the day, as professionals, man, that's the one thing that we're always harping on. That we're always saying, hey, you got to find a way. So for me, for my personal experience, the what I would do to combat it is, all right, if it was a Saturday and we had a road game, then I'm going to have to do all of my medical stuff, whether it's massages, seeing my mm. chiropractor. It's going to have to get done 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning. Jeez. Because you don't have time. And it's not like when you go on the road, 
your staff is there. You don't have your masseuse that travels with you. I mean, and now even when you talk about COVID and the protocols in terms of who you're allowed to be exposed to, sure. you really don't have that luxury when you're going on the road now of even just, hey, man, I'm in the city, man. Who you got over here? Let me call somebody. You right. don't even have that luxury anymore. So, yeah, it's a lot more challenging in terms of how you can do the things necessary to get your body prepared because people, I, I feel like a lot of people still don't fully grasp the concept of how like damaging your body is. I mean, playing in these games, like it, it really takes a lot and it, I mean, to recover, to play the following oh, Sunday, absolutely. so much has to get done to your body. And then when you're losing a day for travel, yeah, that's, so, so you yeah. do feel that a lot. And when you're talking about multiple weeks now of that process, man, it just adds to it. So yeah, it can be very difficult, man. But in the words of coach Tomlin, we do not care. <laughs> such is life in the such is life in the NFL, man. Hey, when you got red paint, you got to paint your barn red, right? Absolutely. And the thing is, once you take that Jello out the box, you can't put it back. <laughs> oh, that's what I was looking for—the Jello. Yeah. I, I went with the toothpaste analogy. Yeah, that's but you can't right. put the Jello back in the box once it's out, man. <laughs> what? All right, so I got to tell you, I'm chasing the shiny silver object here, but you'll laugh at this. Uh, one of my favorite, and you know, I'm like a play-by-play geek, right? That's how mm-hmm. I started in this industry. I I love play-by-play broadcasters. One of the guys that I really like. His name's Ray Hudson. Mm, okay? okay, yeah. He is the voice of of. He's the English voice of soccer in Spain, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, I'm like if you about- go to watch Barcelona or Real Madrid, yeah. like on an English broadcast, mm-hmm. he's the guy. Okay, Ray Hudson, and he said one time, "Modes like oh, this was a while ago, like back when I was in college. So I mean, this is seven, eight, nine years ago at this point. We're watching, uh, you know, me and all my roommates watching a Barcelona Real Madrid game, and Messi just scored an insane goal. You so know you what I mean? Like, was going nuts. He like yeah. he like danced around, you know, like three or four people, mm-hmm. and, and scored an insane goal. And Ray Hudson goes, "I got to try and do this accent as best as I can." Ray Hudson goes, "Trying to defend Lionel Messi, it's like trying to nail Jello to the wall." <laughs> I just always thought that that was hilarious. Trying to defend Leo but Messi you, you, is like trying to nail Jello to the wall. When you really think about that analogy, though, you're like, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, it right? Does, like, it does. You can see it. It paints a picture. It, it definitely does. I do love the imagery with that analogy right there, man. <laughs> Uh, on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body fifty two the body man is that only our how that, we did that today I feel like it's my first time doing I know the we body. did it to start I think we did but, it to start yeah yeah jeez neglecting me here you man. know at times in our past uh huh like a year ago okay we were maybe doing a little too much you know we were getting it was a, a little, strong possibility we were getting a little WWE strong possibility you know what I mean and don't get me yeah. wrong as much as I think you and I could be a successful tag team I mean uh, you're the animal just like a little smaller version well I thought I was Shawn Michaels and you were Triple H I thought you were Macho Man and I was Hunter <laughs> <laughs> and I was X-Pac over or here you were you know? the rock and I was uh, Mankind with the sock on my oh, with the rock man. and sock <laughs> Kane and Undertaker over here man um on Twitter here. Definitely Dudley Brothers, now that I think about it. We're definitely Dudley Brothers. Oh, for sure. Get the tables. Little so Get the tables. Get Give the me tables, a ladder man. and get the tables. Um, you know what? We still have uh we still have um Chase Claypool nicknames rolling in here throughout mm, the weeks mm. as they go wrong. Uh, our buddy Buddha seventy one says here, still thinking about the Claypool nicknames. How about side pocket? Oh, mm. he says, okay, how about side pocket or splash? A little play on his last name, plus he is clutch. You got to keep a guy like that in the pocket to make some splash. Side pocket, that's like the that's like the pool terminology, right? right? right. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Interesting. I think okay. we're, we're working on stuff here, okay. guys. I like it. I just I, I like that we're not pigeonholing him with the Canadian. Yes, yes let's, let's, let's not make it all Canadian. 
And I don't have an issue with Canada. I like, oh, Canada. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just. Guy, I mean, he's just—he's got me all. I played in Buffalo, man. You I heard that a lot. <laughs> they always play the Canadian national anthem. Now that's man. true. <laughs> There's a lot of people from Toronto. Yeah, there. they, they uh, play like all the time, man. Did, they play it before your uh-huh. games. Yeah, we, we heard in Buffalo at the hockey games. We hear with the sure, Sabers. Sure, I know any, what the Sabers. Do. And then obviously, I mean, anytime you're across the border, if you were at a, a Raptors game or a, a Maple Leaf, a Maple Leaf game, right. like you're always hearing right. the Blue Jays. You're always hearing it. Even yeah, I mean, it just. They're playing it. There are a lot of are there a lot of people who come from Toronto to Buffalo on game day to, oh, to without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Like, like a good, like when you good talk amount about, of people. Yeah, when you talk about that fan base, I mean, it's imagine Ohio without a team. Right. So they're gonna almost like West Virginia a, in exactly, a way. Like yeah, how a lot of yeah, people yeah, come from just West Virginia like to Steelers Absolutely. games. Yeah. So for them, man, they're always coming down, man, for those games, stuff like that. And that's why we would always have two games up there, a preseason and a regular right. season game. Right. And we would have a good I mean, it was a good turnout. I, I just felt like the fans they still just didn't understand the concept sure, of sure. it. It was just, oh, it's football. Let's drink and, some beer and let's yeah, have a good yeah, time. They, they didn't yeah. understand like some how it works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, did you see the devastating news this morning? No, I did not. A truck with 20,000 cases of Don't Labatt tell me. Blue Don't tell me. crashed this morning <sighs> on the interstate. Tragic. I mean, 2020, the hit, oh, hit oh, after oh, hit all just of that keeps Labatt coming. just chilling, just hanging out. Oh, hit after hit, 2020. So rude. Uh, keep the tweets rolling in. We got a couple more to get here. We will get to here. We will do that on the other side. We will continue to talk Stillers, to talk Cowboys, and we'll look a little bit at the, uh, the Niners-Packers game tonight on Thursday Night Football as well. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You are inside the Electric Factory. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. It is the penultimate segment on a Thursday. Uh Uh-oh, what does that mean? That means I got some questions for you, Arthur Motes. Only if it's three of them. That's all I got time for There are three of them. Well, you know, that might be my favorite thing to do on a Thursday. Well, let's get after it then. Well, say no more, my friend. And they are, um, let's say they're an election-themed three-pack of questions, all right? Nothing specific to the election, okay? But just some goofy election-themed question. Mm -hmm. The first one, you'll pick up on my drift here pretty quickly. The first one, a simple question, Arthur Motes. Uh, we saw the story out there yesterday and this morning that the Steelers were kind enough to buy food for uh, volunteers in Allegheny County, people who yeah. work in the polls, <laughs> counting the polls, all those type of things, all the volunteers that it takes to put on an election. Oh, yeah. So I ask you the simple question. If you were going to buy food for volunteers, oh. where would you get the food from? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. So when I think of the volunteers – I wish I knew more about their background in terms of like what what's their demographic? Are they like more wealthy people? Are they lower hmm. income people? Because I feel like that would dictate a lot. So for example, if they're lower income people, I want to let them know I really, really appreciate them. I'm getting them something nice, whether it's Morton's, you know what I mean? Like like Ooh. I want to go five star top shelf to you let them get the know. Tomlin a- a- absolutely. From I'm, Hyde I'm, Park. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let them know, like, hey, you mean a lot to us. You know what I mean? Like I appreciate you taking time away from your job. To, to come out here and, and help, you know, count ballots. But now they big timers, you know, and, they, and they're the elite of the elite doing these counts. You know, the people that you live next to up in, in the mm-hmm. uppity section of uh, Pittsburgh, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's them, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bring them some soul food to let them know, like, hey, I want to I want to connect with you on an inner level. You know what I mean? I can't connect with your pockets, but I want to connect Ooh, with you, you yeah. know, eye to eye. So I think of Carmies, you know. 
little soul food action, baby. Oh, yes, indeed. Now you're talking. Little, now little, you're talking. Little fried chicken, little collard greens, little cornbread. Mm. Mm. Now you're talking. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So those would be my two options depending on if I had that sure. information. If I didn't, then I would just go high end to play it safe. So I'm thinking like for crowd-pleasing food, there's mm-hmm. the Holy Trinity. Oh, okay. Talk about Pizza, it. Pizza, mm-hmm. wings, yeah. sandwich platter. You can never go wrong with those. Right? That's the Holy Trinity of crowd-pleasing food. Even Pizza, I'm not gonna lie, wings, I am, I am anti-sandwiches in groups. Are you? I can't stand when, when it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to feed you guys before the sandwiches. Because it reminds me of like Elementary up, school. <laughs> not even elementary school. The Boys and Girls Club after school because, oh, all right, well, we know it's lower income. We're going to get you guys sandwiches. And it always be like the stank bologna with the stank piece of cheese and the old bread. And it's just like, really, bro? Like, this is nasty, man. And you get the little pack of mayonnaise and the pack of mustard. And I'm just like, I so anytime I think of sandwiches, like, that's why I go back. So anytime it's a group thing, I'm like, bro, you could bring pizza. You could bring wings. Do not bring sandwiches do in here, man. Do, whatever you do. And, and, or, you know, they got the little, like, almost like a little slider bun with the sound i'm like bro i hate that stop ain't it. feeding me stop it man <laughs> so if we're just gonna do pizza and wings to you know to please arthur but it um i my my two my two neighborhood shops uh adrian's in wexford Ooh. and luciano's and cranberry okay okay so i'm picking up a bunch of pizzas i'm picking up a bunch of wings I and like i'm it. and i'm pleasing everybody i'm I going like to luciano's it. or i'm going to adrian they'll baby. probably like it better if you went to fiori's but that's neither here nor there tell, tell cc i said it too yeah, I'm talking to you, Chris Carter. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, that's why I was thinking, but I didn't want to start the mini Fiori's debate yeah, here. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Chris Carter. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Fiori's all day. <laughs> um, You know what, too? I mean, I'd also just like to stop at Fatheads and just get them all a bunch, oh. of, get them a bunch of growlers. And you can't go wrong with that. That's where I'd get the sandwiches from. And, Fatheads, and the Fathead, big And Fatheads the big got sandwiches. good wings there, too, though, they man. They do have good they wings. They got really there. good wings. You Absolutely. are not lying. Arthur Motes, three-question Thursday, question number two. Uh-oh, uh-oh, where are we going with this one? What state needs the help of Arthur Motes most oh, right now? Lord, you, you, you said Nevada's on line one. Is that what you just told me? Yeah, they need some help <laughs> counting these ballots. Jeez, man. <laughs> it's so bad right now, bro. You know where I'm going, though? Where you going, man? I mean, I'm going to Big Ten country. Ooh. I'm going to save the season. Okay. I mean, Wisconsin, Michigan, yeah. Pennsylvania. Let's yeah. get it together here. I You're mean, right, let's man. speed this thing up a little bit. Uh, we can't let this Big Ten season get canceled here. You're right about that, man. And, and, and look, <laughs> whoever we help with the counting, we can simply say that we saved the election. Kind of like how somebody said that they saved, you know, sports. They brought back mm. college football, so it can say that we brought back a president. Moats and Euler. We did that, man. 2020. Send me to Atlanta, man. I heard they got a whole bunch of votes still left over, man. I go down there, get a little counting in there, listen to some uh, some Jeezy and, and Lil John just to keep it nostalgia like. Lil John? Just keep it nostalgia. I wanted to feel like it's in 2000 right now when we counting. Give me some Ludacris in there. Little John, it's Lil John. <laughs> three question Thursday. Question number three. Uh oh. Arthur Moats. This is a real simple one, too. Okay. The best voting experience of your life. Ooh. It can be in any facet. I'm not talking in terms of a, necessarily a, govern, a government, a, yeah, yeah. a presidential just, or a gubernatorial like in, just in election. Just best voting experience in general. <sighs> All right. Well, it wouldn't be, you know, me answering your questions if I didn't say I got two answers to this. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I'm the only person. I'm going to ask you a question, but I always got two responses. All right. That's all right. So hey, there's no rules. <laughs> there's no rules. All right. So so if we're going to talk about my two voting experiences, well, my first one, <sighs> my first one, it makes me a little bit sad, but it's all good. OK, so 
This is around uh, college time, man, and we're doing the uh, at, at the time like battle rap is, is becoming a thing. So guys like Jay Mill, Murder Mook, all those sure, guys, you know, sure. they're into the voting thing, right? They're, or they're into the performing thing, right? And we would get the, the Smack DVDs, right? So I remember me and my teammates at the time we're voting to say, all right, who you think won the you know saying won the battle? And and, and we sure, said whoever sure. whoever. Because we had wages on the battle. So that's the thing. Like, we had some nice, hefty wages. So whoever we agreed won the battle, it, it was, you know, some some heavy right, some, right. some heavy stakes on, on the line. <laughs> some stakes on the line. <laughs> and sure. I remember us going back and forth with our votes. And we were like, we're going to do it the right way. So we all took a little piece of loose leaf paper. We only had about two pieces of paper because none of us really like to carry paper because, you know, college athletes, who carries paper, right? We don't need that type of stuff. So we're writing on our ballots and we're all good to go. So I'm feeling confident. I'm like, yeah, man, we're going to win. I got my guy winning this. Don't worry about it. They count the votes and we lose by one. Oh. And I'm sitting here like, bro, which one of y'all didn't vote? Like, 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 who, 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 who messed this up here, man? This, this should not have happened. And obviously, the stakes that they were waged upon, I definitely was on the lose the end of it. It did not make me feel good at all. So that will forever <laughs> be in, ingrained in my mind. I would love to share the stakes, but this is PG 13, so we're going to leave it at that, all right? Now, the next one, though, the next one, it, it, was, it was a lot better situation PG-13. scenario for me. Senior year of college, just finished up my season, and they have an award that goes by the name of the Buck Buchanan Award, mm. given to the top FCS player, you know, the top FCS defender, and is voted upon. Is voted by the uh, like the AP, the, all the different sure. like sure. published uh, writers and stuff like that. And <laughs> of course, I won. But not only did I win, Victorious. not only did I win, I won by the largest margin oh, in brag. the in the history oh, of the brag. award. Oh, yeah, get that, so, get that humble brag so in there, baby. So when when I was informed of that, I said, "Oh, that's forever going to be my favorite." Get that humble my brag favorite in there, vote baby. going on. So yeah, yeah, those will be my two. You see the last one? I say I saved the best for last, baby. You did. What, what for about sure. you though? What you got, man? You're gonna like this. And you know so often with me as things do, they always come back to food or music in a weird kind of way. I mean, isn't that how it's supposed to be, though? I mean, the only thing I like more than sports is music. The only thing I like more than music is food. Sounds about right. Arthur Motes, when I was in Philadelphia in 2016, Uh I got to judge an event for our radio station called Pizza-delphia. I was part of a panel, right? We had like 13 judges or something like that. And I'm sure you're seeing where I'm going with Absolutely. this. Absolutely, It was a pizza contest. You are lucky. So I got to try yeah. like 18 different slices of pizza from the best pizzerias oh in Philly. Gosh. And I got to vote on them and now, give did, them a did, ranking did and everything. Did they make pizza or just like they stick with like all cheese or all So pepperoni? they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. Oh, So nice. some of them were classic. You know, okay, some yeah. would just come with a cheese or just a pepperoni yeah. or maybe like a margarita style pizza. Yes. Others, there was some crazy. There was like, I remember there was a Cubano pizza you know, with like what? pickles and, and yeah, smoked yeah, pulled yeah, pork. Absolutely. It was fantastic. Like there were some interesting pizzas mm-hmm. like that too. Like I said, all in all, I think there was like 17, 18, 19 different slices of pizza wow. that I got to try. And so you know, of course, too, oh, yeah. like first four or five ones that come through, I'm eating the whole thing. And then by the time we get to like slice 16, I'm taking like two bites oh, yeah. and I'm hurting. No but, question. But man. I got to be a judge. I got to be on the panel for a for a pizza cook-off competition. That was a lot of fun. No, that's pretty awesome. I man. got to vote like on that. the, you know what I mean, on all the yeah. which one's the best. Give them the, your ratings and all I'm that say, thing. I, I've, only, I've only been a taste judge once in my life man really i was at. i would have figured you would have gotten asked to do stuff like that more often well typically i don't like it because i'm very particular in terms of all right i don't mind main courses but when you start doing some of the exotic sauce that you want to add to it sure that's when i'm like all right y'all y'all doing too much i don't need that yeah 
But <clears throat> for actually, it was two times. But the one that I remember the most was the first one because it was through the Steelers. We were at uh, Nima Colon, and I got mm-hmm. to judge a chili eating. It, it was a chili oh, contest. Oh, yeah. And, man, I never knew I loved chili that much until I – like. and because they dumbed down, they were like, it literally has to be just your basic ground beef okay. sauce and one other meat. Nothing like, exotic. No, no, you couldn't do anything, no sour cream, no other stuff, no cheese, just strictly the chili. And for me, I was like, "Oh, this is perfect, perfect because yeah. that's you know what I mean." Like, don't dress it up. Give right, me the, I want to know, like, pl- the is meat and good? potatoes right. basics. Right? Yeah. Are, are you a good chef, or is it more so condiment related? So for me, man, I was really happy to you know be a part of that. So yeah, that that was that was cool. That was I cool. dig it. I dig cool. it. Arthur Motes, we're gonna take our last break here. Before Wait a minute, we I have a question for you though. Can I, can I have a question you for can? you? Yeah, yeah. So I know we're going to the last break, right? Ooh. And we haven't done this in a while. We oh, have. I think I think I know where you're going with this. We we've we've done some business over here to to get the phone line back working somewhat somehow some way. You're right? getting an early start on Moats Host Friday here with these ideas. I like it. I just wanted to know can, can we can we get a hotline hotline roulette? Today? I think we can. I mean, I feel like we've got good participation, man. We know it's coming into the last segment. We had a shorter show yesterday, you know. So I just feel like it's only right to give the people a little bit, you know. I like it. I like it. And I you mean, know that's what? only if they want it, though, right? I mean, we got the blessing of uh, the boss man Brian Lamartina as well, too. I told him, I told him uh, last week about how we had done this hotline roulette thing, yeah. and he was like, "That's a good bit. I like that." He was like, "You, you make sure you're screening the calls ahead of time, right?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. screening. I'm screening the call yeah. during the commercial of, of break, all right? Screening. Because remember, uh, it's PG program, all right?" Oh, no, he, he's thinking like we just live taking yes. the phone. No, 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 no. no he was no, like, no, "It's no, a good no. bit, but maybe you should screen the call first. And I was like, "No, we screen the yes. call first. And he was That's like, mandatory. "Oh, I love that." Then. That's he's that. like, you know, people like that. That's yeah. unique. That's cool. So let's do it. Is that I like a, it. Let's do it? Well, you got the digits. You little hot hotline roulette. So you guys know how this works. We've got one phone line. That's it. Just one. So the first person to call this number will get to talk to us coming out of the break on the other side. 412-919-8387. 412-919-8387. If you hit that line first, we'll talk to you on the other side. It's Euler Remotes on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. As I scramble here to get my headphones on. I mean, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be uh, right. It wouldn't be us taking phone calls (laughs) or a guest or anything if I didn't scramble and forget my headphones at the last second. Because we played a little hotline roulette. We ask and we receive... When we go to the phone lines, our buddy Thrash in Virginia is on the phone. What's happening, Thrash? Not much, guys. Enjoying a nice, beautiful day here in uh, Virginia today. It's a nice 71 degrees. That is beautiful, actually. I know, it's, it's close to that here. I mean, we're high hey. 60s here. And I tell you what, yeah, we better enjoy this, fellas, because I got a feeling this might be the last the last nice couple days we get here. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so Monday morning it was like snowing here in uh, Virginia. Yeah, so. same. Yeah, we had thrash here. It snowed Monday morning a little bit, like a dusting, nothing yeah. crazy. Light dusting of snow Monday morning, and then it was like 63 degrees in the afternoon. That's a man. perfect way to welcome Avery Williamson to the, the right. Western Pennsylvania weather. <laughs> yeah. 
So Thrash, partner, uh, what's happening? What you got for us? Real quick, first of all, I got to say, uh, before we get down to it here, I mean, you got the fastest figures in the West, partner. Holy cow, I, mean, I, man. Gave, I, gave that, I gave that phone number, and I mean, like three seconds later, you, you were on the line. Yeah, well, uh, you know, when you got it saved in your in your phone as the Wes and Arthur hotline, it makes it a little <laughs> bit easier. There we go. There we go. Like now it. we're talking. So we got to ask you, too, uh, you know, one of our three-question Thursday questions there was, you know, if you were buying food for volunteers, where would you get it from? Uh, where's the spot in Winchester we need to know about? You know, if you were buying food for the masses, where would you uh, where would you hook it up from? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Um like you guys said, you can never go wrong with like pizza or wings, and there's a nice like old uh, like brick wood oven style Ooh. pizza place down oh, here in the old town called Roma, and uh, that's really good pizza there. So I love maybe, me maybe some old town some Winchester. I like that. That does yeah. sound tasty. So Thrash, man, talk to me, man. We we heard Brian Backo and his predictions right for this weekend's game where he <laughs> where he stole my man Wes's original picture or his original prediction. So man, what, what prediction do you have for us, man? Steelers and Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of like 35-17 Steelers. I like that. I like that. That's, I like that too. 35 points, man. That's for, it's pretty good. Hopefully we get out to it early, mm. so then we just coasting the rest of the game. You, you know, ain't lying. A nice, stress-free Sunday. Absolutely. Would, would, we need one of those, right? We do. We've only had one of those so far this season. It was nice against the Browns. <laughs> yes. But we could we could do another with another one of those stress-free Sundays. Uh, let me ask you this, Thrash. Bigger emergence at the right time for the defense, in your opinion? Uh, Alex Highsmith or Isaiah Bugs? Uh, that's tough because they both made some really key plays on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess I'm going to go ahead and say Isaiah Bugs because he was the later round draft pick, he, so he mm-hmm. had a little bit less mm-hmm. expected of him, and he made some really key plays towards the end of the game, especially uh, causing that fumble on the. I guess it was technically ruled turnover on downs, but right. I like to see it as a fumble because that's a better play for him. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Thrash, that's all I got for you, partner. Moch, you got anything else? Nah, man, I was good. I like this, though, man. I, yeah, I know. I we need to do this more often. I I'm going to say it's always good to hear from my man Thrash, man, because he always give me some good stuff over here, baby. <laughs> Thrash, we, <laughs> we appreciate the phone call, partner, and hopefully it is a stress-free Sunday for you, for us, and all of Steeler Nation, baby. Yeah, I agree. And don't forget the body and uh, the good hair 2024. Hey, hey you're going to be our campaign manager, Thrash. All right. So free up your schedule uh, four years from now. We appreciate it, buddy, as always. Uh, Man, I, I love what not, he said right there, though, in terms of uh, when he was talking about Isaiah Bugs. Mm-hmm. Being a later round guy, man, and from an expectation standpoint, because when you really think about that element of it, right? Dude, this dude, I mean, yeah. he was, what, six-round draft pick? But pick? you think about the pedigree that he had being at Alabama, playing next to Quentin Williams, playing next to some of those dogs Jonathan that they Allen, had. yeah. And, and this dude led them in sacks. I mean, man, right, right. super productive two seasons down there at Bama, man. I, for me, just seeing that, what we, what we already knew he was capable of, seeing it actually come to fruition, though, this past weekend in one of the biggest games of the year, and, and we always say – and this is football for us. We always say the biggest game is the one you it's just the one. Yep. or the one you're playing it, right? Yep. So for that to have been one of the bigger games at that moment, man, and to see him to perform like that, man, I thought that was very impressive. For sure. For sure. All right, let's get to the tweets before we get out of here. Uh, at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. Ricky tweets, can we give Ray Ray McLeod some love for solidifying the return game? Heck, yes, we can. And he's getting some spin out there as think, well, too, in the this. offense. Think about this. 
going into this season, we talked about Deontay Johnson, who was obviously named a, a AP All-Pro yeah, as a returner, all pro. right? Yeah. If we would have told you that, hey, man, we we're going to not have him be in the returner and we would still be, you know, almost better and more consistent Seriously. right now, people look at us like we were crazy in here, man. Shout out to Ray Ray for that, though. Yeah, good call, Ricky, without a doubt. All right. Uncle our, Ricky. Our buddy Me is back. Me! And first of all, me wants to hear you do your best T.O. impersonation and say, I love me some me. I love me some me. I love me some me. Get your popcorn ready, baby. Get your popcorn ready. They came out here to see me today, and I'm going to give them everything that they want. That's why they call me T.O., baby. You know this. Come on, baby. Yeah. I you, love T.O., man. You struck a nostalgia with Arthur Motes listen, there. He listen, loves T.O. <laughs> listen, me, to give you context, baby. So growing up, man, once I got to college, I, w- I mean, I was always a Cowboys fan, right? So you got to think, man, when Hard Knocks came out, they were following T.O. around all the time. And that the was time. the first Hard that Knocks? That was the first one, okay. yeah. And he would work out in just tights only, right? That's it. That's it. So you can only imagine me being the obsessed 18-year-old who was physically fit, had a nice physique. I showed up to all my workouts in tights only. My coaches would get on me all the time. Man, why you come out here half-naked, man? Put some clothes on. And I heard T.O. say, well, man, I don't need anything slowing me down when I'm out here. I'm trying to get better. So I would tell my coaches that. And they would say, well... You know, those shorts, if, if that those little bit of shorts is going to slow you down, man, you got bigger issues. I'm like, don't worry about all that. T.O. didn't have, he, you ain't asked T.O. that, so don't ask me that. And then T.O. would never walk anywhere. You would see T.O., even if he was moving three parking spots down, he was going to get in his car and drive three parking spots down. So for me, that became my mantra. I'm not walking anywhere. I'm driving, and he would say, I got to save my legs for Sunday. I got to save my legs. And that was always my thing. So even to this day, you will hardly – I don't think you will ever see me walk anywhere. I'm like, nope, I got to save my legs. Baby, get me a cart. Get me a car. If you don't have a car, I'll go drive myself. Can I get an Uber? Like, I don't want to walk anywhere because I got to save my legs, man. And that's just, you know, that's the T.O. in me. So I appreciate you bringing that nostalgia back, baby, because I love me some me. Except for that hill at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, right? Where after practice you got to walk up that hill because everybody's got to walk up that hill, right? Well. Or did you get a car? Well. Uh-oh. <laughs> because, you know, I never covered an Arthur Moach training camp. I missed it by a year. You want to know the secret, right? What's the secret? So I would choose one day a week where I would say, you know, I walk the hill because I would sign autographs, right? Be a man of the people. Right. But the other days what I would do, I'm signing every autograph by the bleachers. Every autograph by the field because the, uh-huh, be, because as soon as everybody clears out, Jack, the head security guy, Brings always has a cart cars. right there. And I know as soon as I'm done signing, I'm going to not only get a personal escort up the stairs where they're going to drive me up there, but they're going to take my family with me so I don't have to worry about holding a diaper bag or stroller. <laughs> yep. So that was my method. I said, okay, I'm not going to do it every time because they're going to catch on to it. But I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 you better believe it. I'm going to come out here and I'm going to just sign, sign, sign to everybody's gone. And after that, where that cart at, baby? Let's ride. <laughs> and then and then once the cart takes me to lunch, I was getting another cart to take me to the parking lot because I got to go <laughs> drop my wife off, at the, uh, the wife and the kids off right, at the right, car. Right. And then from there, oh, the car, she's going to drive me to my meeting. So either way, I'm not walking anywhere, baby. <laughs> All right, so I got to tell you my Jack story real quick. <sighs> 2018 was my first my first camp, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm kind of getting the bearings on everything. Um, the dorms, where we broadcast, the practices, you know, how to get to the cafeteria, all that stuff. And people like, you know, Dale Lolly, Mike Pursuta, Matt Williamson, you know, they're the ones, Tim Benz, those, they're the guys who have been doing this forever, right, that are, are helping right. me, showing me around. They, they're the ones that I would ask, hey, where's this? Hey, how do I do that? 
Well, I was told by those guys, you know, when we're done broadcasting, you don't have to walk all the way around through the fan experience and everything back up to the dorm. You can just right. cut up the hill. You know what I mean? As long as you got your media pass around your neck, you can just cut yeah. up the hill. You'll be fine. So I'm like, cool, great. First week, I'm doing that, no problem. And you got to think, right? Like, I've got a broadcast box, right. you know, like in a hard case box almost kind of looks like a suitcase a yeah. little bit and then i've got like our duffel bag that has all the headsets and the right. wires and all that stuff so i'm walking up the hill it's like second week of camp in 2018 i'm walking up the hill with the with the with the you know the big broadcast <laughs> box and the, and the duffel bag and jack like cuts me off with, oh, the, with the golf no. cart and he's like what's your name where are you going who are you who, here with who are you <laughs> yeah. Jack does not play. And I'm like, oh, oh I'm, I'm with iHeartRadio and Steelers Nation right now. Just call Reagan. He'll tell you who I am. Call Bert. He'll tell you who I am. My man Jack does not play. And he, and he probably had. And he goes, he goes, what room are you in, all right? Yeah. And, and I don't remember. Say it was room 101. <laughs> he gets on his walkie-talkie. Jack gets on his walkie-talkie, and he goes, uh, who's staying in room 101? <laughs> and there's like, you know, a couple seconds of silence. And they go. It's iHeartRadio, Steelers Nation Radio. And he goes, all right, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Jack like, is on it, man. He does not Jack, play. Jack is my guy, man. He Jack does, is my guy. He does not play. Uh, some more questions here from me because you know he always comes with the three-pack. I mean, isn't that the only way to do it? Rank your AFC North QBs best to worst. Ben 1, Lamar 2, Burrow, Burrow 3, three yeah. Baker 4. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Look at us on the same page. Well, I mean, you look at Joe Burrow right now. He's like third in the league in passing. And passing yards, which is like crazy. Nobody has elevated yeah. an organization this season. Like, I mean, yeah, dude. the Bengals were the Jets last year. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, and, they, and they're a good team, man. When you watch them on tape, man, yes. they, they're losing close games. I, was, I think Baltimore's the only one who yeah. really got after yeah. them. But other than that, man, they're a good team. You see they are getting better. They just knocked off the Titans, who we know are a really good Without team. Without a single one of their starting off. They had all yeah. five of their starting offensive linemen uh -huh. were out in that game. Yes. And Burrow was still able yes. to lead them to victory. You yeah, know what it is, good. though? It's the B.J. Finney effect. It's the B.J. Finney effect, That's for sure. the B.J. Finney effect, man. Uh, me also says, I refuse to acknowledge Christmas commercials right now. Do you agree? Yes. Oh, no question, man. Christmas does not exist until after Thanksgiving. Anybody that says otherwise needs to be fired. And we were very passionate about like I feel like we did a whole show about that last yes, year. Yes, yes we did, man. Now, you I will say You cannot skip Thanksgiving time frame. There's man. one I put one caveat in there. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving week? Okay. I'm okay if you want to start playing Christmas music. Like well, you know what I'm saying? Thanksgiving yeah, week. Yeah. Because I can jingle bell my, rock my way with some turkey, you know yeah, what I mean? Well, cuz I always looked at it like this as Thanksgiving is the transition day. So once it's around Thanksgiving, that's the end of the month. It's not right. November 4. Right. You know what I mean? We're talking about the the 25th and later. I don't have an issue once you get to that portion of it. Right. But when you're talking about, oh, Halloween just happened. Let me put my Christmas tree up and start no. decorating. No. no. Shame on you. No. Last question we got here from me. Favorite car color? Red. Because you it? didn't say truck. He said car. My, if it's a car, I wanted it red. If it's a truck, black. Or SUV, black. But a car, got to be red. I want you to know it's me. Sitting pretty. I'm a plain Jane guy. I like, I like black or white mm. for cars. I like I black red. or white. I need, I need that thing I red, really, red. I really like a white car with black rims. See, that's wifey's whip, man. Wifey got the, got the white on black. For me, man, I've never been a white car guy. I either want red or black. I don't know why. Well, tell wifey we're simpatico yeah. when it comes it's, to the it's car either, It's either all black with hints of red or it's just, you know, all black for that SUV. But if it's a car, I need that thing red on black or red. Like Corvette? Yeah, like Corvette yeah style. absolutely. Because for me, man, my, my first, like, real purchase for me my first car that I purchased as an adult, man, was a, a Charger, SRT8. So it was red, you nice. know, had the chrome rims. Like, 
black windows, black interior. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, yeah, that's my baby. That is the classic look. It's, it's like my little flamethrower. Sure. When I get in there, you for know sure. what it is. Like, yeah, we're, it's no conversations <laughs> being had. Mostly that'll do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Oh, boy. Do we have a show planned for you? It's Most Uh-oh. Hosts Friday. Well, well, how do you know that we got a show planned for them? I mean, since I'm hosting, I might come in here and just not even prep. Just, <laughs> just, just tear, bomb on just air. Just the script. Like, God, this guy You're sucks. You're going to Bill O'Reilly this on me? We're going to do this live? <laughs> you, you never know, you know? Just, uh, what, what do we want to talk about today? Let me figure it out. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Five-star Friday. Show me the money. Predictions. Moats. Hosts on a Friday. We will do all of that tomorrow. And you know when. As always, high noon, and you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>